0: Today's podcast is presented by our friends at the Iowa State University Foundation who are constantly trying to strengthen the Cyclone community. You can support tomorrow's big ideas with a gift today. Be loud, be proud, be a part of the movement, and donate to the college or a department that you are passionate about today. Loyal and forever true. Let's all help Move What Matters by visiting movewhatmatters.com today.
1: clone fanatic podcast is fueled by Cody Road and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio.
0: All right, what's going on, Williams and Bloom here on the 5th of November. My name is Chris Williams, joined as always by Brent Bloom on the Sunday Night Pod, where we are presented by our friends at MacDyne and the MacDyne Corporation. I was uh, went to our friends at uh, Haverhill Social Club this week. What? Yeah, I went there on Thursday. Met some family up there. Oh. It's right up there by our uh, buddies at MacDyne. You got to love M-Town. Haverhill. Oh, just God's country. You know, you know that whole Marshall County. Oh, just it's just great. a wonderful area. Yes, with wonderful people. Yep. And they, the Marshalltown Speedway released its 2024 schedule as well, so they had a big week up there. N- NASCAR In, coming? No. No. But a uh, big late model show again. Okay, One I took you and perfect. Clover, too. Yeah, I'm still trying to recover my hearing. <laughs> <laughs> no, we appreciate Mac Dine for bringing us Williams & Bloom each and every Sunday and Wednesday. Yes, we are two days a week. If you didn't know already, you can watch and stream our Wednesday show at 1.30, mostly every Wednesday. The only reason we wouldn't is if we have meetings or something that Bloom and I can't get out of. But that uh, you can do it really the best way to do that is the cyclone fanatic youtube page if you just go there and search cyclone fanatic in youtube and just subscribe to that it's the best way if you want to stream it uh if not uh you can listen right here on the cyclone fanatic podcast network that is always fueled by our friends at cody road saw a lot of cody road out in the rv lot on saturday great the beautiful bottles tailgating day again phenomenal day goodness we uh, after last year was so rainy. Yeah, Iowa State fans deserve the weather they've gotten this year, it's big time. And the long term forecast looks pretty good for I, Texas. I, you, hey, you're a step ahead of me. Yeah, I, well, because I was trying to decide. You know, our buddies over there at Plaza RV, um, if I needed to winterize. Right. I already did, and then we dewinterized it because it got so cold. But. I, I was trying to. I, I'm going to. I'm planning to camp for the Texas game. Do you want. The, the lies the, mm-hmm. the question.
1: Do you want to super you're going cold here. or do you want yeah, to be able to so. have a good tailgate? I
0: think you want to uh, suck want, the life out of Texas. You want Texas in those. Uh, with those heated benches. So Iowa State clearly lost to Kansas. We'll get yes, into this. Absolutely. But We're not even, even with the loss, I think there's still a decent chance that Big Noon or. Big Noon potentially is at Iowa State for that game.
1: Well, the, the day itself is not a great it, it's slate that, of college football. Well, and it's the day where all oh, those is that SEC, the SEC day, yeah, they all
0: play like the FCS schools, and and the Big Ten is not great that day. Interesting. I and it's just they have a Texas is such a TV draw, and I mean, assuming Iowa State would beat BYU, that's an assumption, but that's still two teams in the. You know Iowa State's still in that upper tier.
1: Yeah, with still arguably. Now a lot has to go right now, but arguably, in the conference championship yes.
0: game conversation, if you would win out,
1: you got to win out, and you got to get some help.
0: Yeah, but th- I, I, teach- I guess then, if I'm a TV exec, though, my point is it's Texas is it's a huge draw, con- considerably less about Iowa State, and it's more about we can get a Texas road game and potentially, you know, because their audience is bigger on the road because there's not. 100,000 people in that stadium. I don't know. I I was thinking about that last night, even after after the loss. Just because you're big noon doesn't necessarily mean you kick off at 11 either. It could be a later one, and you could still get that preview show. For sure. Which would be a big deal. Yeah, let's look at the, real quick, top 25 games that weekend. Okay. What do we got?
1: I promise we're going to talk about games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're not not ignoring it. It's Um, all right.
0: I think a lot of people will just prefer we just look ahead.
1: Kidding. Minnesota at Ohio State.
0: Mm, uh, eh. Ohio State is like the TV draw. Like they're, yeah, the, yeah, number they're one the number one.
1: But they've been there. I think, team in the country. Two yeah. or three times already this year. Yeah. This is Georgia at Tennessee. Well, but Fox get, won't go They there. won't go there though. Yeah, ESPN will be there. ESPN will be there. Yep. Uh, Michigan at Maryland.
0: I guess it's possible. It's possible. That's a possibility. But Maryland is less sexy than they were. Right. Uh, North Alabama, Florida State, no.
1: Washington at Oregon State.
0: Mm, There's your game. That's probably your game. That's your game. Yeah. Yeah, that's your game. But that game won't kick at 11. They could put Iowa State, Texas at that. They could put any of those two.
1: You're right. Washington, Oregon State will not be on at 11. Yeah.
0: But the, they'll probably have their crew. There. This could realistically be another ESPN six o'clock type too. Could and I don't know. I I think the,
1: from what I understand, um, Chip, if you're if I'm wrong, I know you'll let me know. I think they have six day window again for wow. next for next. We won't know
0: Monday. So they they'll six day it for I, sure. I'm Guessing. I think okay. they have that right too. So they have one more left yeah. in the season. Yeah, okay. and that.
1: But you're right. Other than then K State, Kansas, that's that same week. So yeah, that's an interesting game too. That's mm-hmm. actually a super interesting
0: game. Yeah, it's probably more interesting than this one now. I,
1: yeah, I mean, it, Texas is Texas still Texas. Well, that's my point. Right. It's that anytime Texas you get draw that those networks just love. Anytime you get Texas involved, and Texas will be because you're gonna there's gonna be some there's some good games this weekend. Um, and if Texas wins again, they're gonna be. Knocking on that playoff door. Mm-hmm. I, I am actually. Was, I want them to. It was a great I, game for, with them in K State. I am, I am okay with Texas ending up winning. That I was
0: game. rooting for Texas yeah. just because I want that game to be as big as possible.
1: But it's, uh, yeah. But tailgating wise, and I just let me say real quick, all the people that that swung by. You looked um, like you had a great. We crowd. had a, it was amazing. It was really good, and everyone was so friendly and appreciative. Of the, I can't imagine the hundreds of people said, Hey, we love the podcast. And that like means, right.
0: means the world. Well, we, was, we, so thank you guys. We appreciate it. I, I have those moments too now where it's just like, I have one lady, um, darn it. We were doing the trick or treat thing Friday night and her and her husband come up and say hi and had a nice chat with them. Her husband wrestled at Iowa state in the eighties. Okay. And she was telling me, how much she just adores Cyclone Fanatic because of the coverage we bring to Iowa State. And I don't hear that much anymore. But the whole reason we exist is because Jason Luch and the Laser Boys right. in they bought the site from Jeremy Lind and they were just Iowa State fans who were Tired of not getting as much coverage. Like that was the essence of like how this thing started. started. Right. And this lady was talking to me and like, say, we don't, I don't, I don't hear that much anymore. Cause we've been around so long where I think people just kind of expect it now. And the younger generation doesn't know any different. Sure. It's been around. They grew up with, you know, all these websites and, but it was, it was super nice of her to point that out. And she also told me that she, what is she Something about like her they have like a petty cash drawer at home or something, and they just take it, and they just take it to the we will tailgate every two weeks. Oh, yeah, and they awesome. Just put yep. it in the, and that
1: woman did stop up. Yeah, you yeah, know what I'm talking did. about. Absolutely. Yeah, she was telling me all about it. Yeah, that, I yeah, she that was awesome. She I thought was, that was pretty cool. She was great. Yeah, she they they literally came over with like a um, hundred bucks and said, "Here, this is this is our petty cash drawer. Hey, like, you guys are awesome." I
0: also uh, my guy Coop. Yeah, we were talking about and. He, he learned this week about the employee employer match yeah and he's gonna be doing that for there you go. so
1: what, that's good cool. reminder check in with your HR department or your whatever your portal and yeah. if you if you're if your company does matching gifts to nonprofits um, <laughs> not not that you need to pick we will over other really good deserving uh nonprofits but it we are a 501c three so those gifts can be matched and
0: Reach out to me if you need any paperwork. Um, while we're on that, and then we're going to dive right into the game. Yes. I, wanted to, I did bump into our buddy Colin Newell, uh, and, and he's always over at your tailgate as well. Uh, congrats to him. He's on the Ankeny High coaching staff. Yeah, big win over they, Dowling. They shocked Dowling. Yeah, coming up on. Uh, congrats to all those high school teams that are going to the Dome. We have both covered preps. Uh, we know, small-town Iowa, how big of a deal that can be. And just shout-out to all you kids out there. And, and, and Colin, who's getting his first taste of coaching with Ankeny Iowa I was happy for him. Switch your insurance over to him. Former Cyclone. He's a star. Farm Bureau of Financial Services. Check out Colin Newell. All right, so the game. This was a perplexing one. I told Jack. Yeah. Whitford, when we went on Cyclone Reaction last night, I was like, this is one I could do, like, a three-hour show. I could do, like, what Ross and Travis do with Sound Off because... There
1: was a lot going on
0: in that one. Yeah, that game just had so mm-hmm. many layers to it. Yep. yep. Um, I want to start off with the officiating stuff with you. I I've done a little bit of texting today. From what I understand... Everybody knows, including those officials, that that was botched. Yes. Uh, The problem is, Brent, and this is what I've been trying to explain, it. I'm going to see if you can do it any better, but once you call the play dead, you can't just give a team yards. Correct. Had they not called it dead, he gets tackled at the one, and then you go back and review it to see if he stepped out, and he does, you can move it back, but you can't move it Forward. forward, that's what happened. The Iowa State's problem with it was that, like when you watch it, he's not even close. It's not close. I mean, it's eight inches. It is not ten close. inches from him. Maybe a foot, full foot from him stepping out of it. It's so it's like that ref didn't see it. He didn't see it. He assumed it. it. He guessed. Yeah, and it, that's the problem. And when you blow the whistle, you you shouldn't be. Guessing that was Iowa State's big problem.
1: Yeah, it's it's that's the that's anybody's big problem like that. That's one of those. This isn't a this isn't a objective. Oh, did he? You know, is it pass interference? Is it not pass interference? This was one that you you better make sure you're right if you're going to blow that dead because Chris, that is one of the rules that you do have. Some backup on and replay, yeah. And so you are taught, like, if there's, if it's close at all, even if you think you see it, but you're like, ah, let it, let it play out. And that's why, I, honestly, I did not have a problem as much with the end of the first half, the per or the purdy, the the Becked forward pass fumble thing. Like mechanically, they did fine there. Now that was pretty obviously a,
0: a forward pass. <laughs> My God, it,
1: it pretty obviously was. But that, that's why you—that was—that's <laughs> why you let it play out.
0: You're right. But Brent, how did that guy watch that in real time and think that that was a? I
1: I don't um, know. I, I I don't know. Oh. But but that's at least <laughs> at least they gave themselves some correctability there yeah. on the sideline on the kick return. There's not there's nothing. Once he blows it dead, it's it's done for. And then I get. You know, then the next part is, well, Iowa State still had the ball in the 31. The whole vibe in that stadium, everyone was just confused as heck. Correct. Like, no one was like, what's going on? And Iowa State couldn't review it. That's the other part of it. Iowa State could not review it.
0: Yeah, because the if, fans were like, well, why are they,
1: why are they hiking going? the ball? Yeah, Why didn't Matt call timeout? Well, he would if he calls timeout, they say, well, there goes the timeout. Sorry.
0: Because yeah, they weren't going to review They're it. They're not anyway.
1: reviewing it. Yeah. And that's and- it, it just – that that sequence – and I, and I, I always, because I got taught at an early age uh, when I did basketball, um, that when you, you know, when you officiated, yeah, you know that that we'll, the Always in the back of my head is like, well, you know, there's 200 plays in a game, whatever. So that one play, it's like, well, there's a lot of game, a lot of plays that impact the game. So the officials on one play largely don't decide a game. Um, And so that's part of like, yes, Iowa State still could have bounced back. But when you're a team that did not have an A effort, that Mm -hmm. had some mistakes, Iowa State needed a jolt right there. Well, it really took the offense
0: two and a half quarters to do anything.
1: And so, yes, did that cost Iowa State the game? no, not not officially, but also well, it was a big momentum play. The crowd in that was game. the
0: biggest part of I it.
1: I totally agree. Yeah, like you can't look at a box score and go, "Oh, that didn't cost Iowa State the game." The giving up 300 yards to Bean did, but in that stadium, that it was just everyone was confused. It's almost like Iowa State wasn't ready to snap the ball either, and then they don't move the ball, and then they have to punt, and then the the whole the whole thing got sideways.
0: Here's my problem. My biggest problem with it was that you're right. Like, so Jeremiah Cooper being out proved to be really bad. You know, we, yes, th- that was a thing. And I actually felt bad for Thompson out there. Cause he, he's going to be really good. 22. Yeah. They picked on him. Know. They did pick on him. And Kudos and John, to Leipold and staff. For yeah. On well, they, they knew yeah. when Cooper was out, like I, I've, we've talked about it ad nauseum on this pod without Cooper and Verdun, that defense is different. And Leipold and those guys are really smart. And they saw Cooper wasn't going to play and Bean's a veteran quarterback. And they targeted that guy all night long. And, you know, a good learning opportunity now for Thompson, right? Like yeah. that, you're, you're playing varsity now, fella. You know he He's a sophomore. Yeah, you know, so, you know, you hope he gets better from this. But so my point is, you had that deficiency that you're dealing yep. with. Yep. And then we'll talk about whatever happened with the offense, but nothing was working at this point in the game. Correct. And you have one guy make an individual effort that frankly, like last year you go back and and Iowa state lacked that. Right. Like even like Xavier Hutchinson and NFL wide receivers dropping passes at the end of games that could have won. Right. Like you, you were waiting for this guy to step up and make this giant ass play and Noel did it. Yep. And it gets robbed from you basically. Yep. And I and, and there's a lot of rich Iowa fans in, in the mentions. It's different. That was a judgment call. You know, that was a totally different... This was a black and white, did he step out of bounds or not? It's a totally different situation, so don't let your Iowa buddies get into to that deal. And, like, when you watch the replay, he's not close not to going out of, out of bounds. bounds. Yeah. And I, it's not close. It's not like, oh, is there a shoelace there? No. He was a foot away. So that was my biggest deal. Cause we've all probably sat around and said, man, when's, when's Noel gonna, you know, you're just waiting for him to do something. And he, that was, it. and he's been really good down this stretch, but that was a, all individual effort. If you go back and watch it, good blocking all that. But Noel made some great cuts and that, that, and then the crowd, like you say, you, you can't, you cannot measure that. And it, did it cost Iowa State the game? I don't know. Iowa State was fortunate that Kansas missed some field goals. For sure. You know, there, there were some stuff like that. But it, it certainly, man, you were already climbing uphill at that point. That made it pretty treacherous.
1: Yeah, I thought that series and then three three series for me. That That sequence, the opening drive for Kansas in the second half. Yes, which was so like six minutes. It was brutal. super impressive, and then and Iowa State helped him with a, an unsportsmanlike penalty, and then got to give credit that ADR touchdown they threw oh. was a great scheme and the pick great six play. and the pick six, yeah, those four, yeah. So again, you're you're in this, you're going to be in these one one possession games, and don't you and think Kansas Leipold, made all the plays?
0: Didn't you just look at Leipold last night and be like, man, that guy's really like? I think Absolutely. we all saw, it. we knew he was a good coach he he made some really bold and maybe that's one of the things too when you when you take excuse me when you take over the worst program in college football you don't get to the point where they're at by being conservative and right and nope. they Iowa State gets that touchdown and they go back and they step their foot on the gas and go for the absolute jugular 22 Bites on a run fake, trips. Which I, it I, wasn't Verdone. I think a lot of people thought Verdone was the...
1: No, it was... They were selling out hard on the run. Yeah. And Iowa I mean, State had done a tremendous job all so second good. half at they stopping did. the run.
0: They Actually, you know, the defense, too, it's like, if you really break it down, if I would have told you before the game, oh. the defense is going to hold this Kansas team to 21 points, I think we all would have been pretty excited. Not, not only that, c but 2.1 yards per carry. We both said on Wednesday that was the key to Iowa State winning. And they did a really and they did good a job. Really good job. The safeties of that. did come up. They like did great. They weren't great in coverage, but they came up and hit the runner. And, like, yeah,
1: and that's where I was like, you know, you look at just real quick on the defensive side, and when we'll, we'll talk about Iowa State's offense here. Again, you you, you you hold Kansas to 74 yards rushing, 2.1 yards per carry, and you made Jason Bean beat you, and he did. Mm-hmm. He was great. Yeah, and now he had entirely way too much time. I mean it, which is. If you look at Iowa State's struggles on defense this year, it's a couple of things. It's when those safeties have been out, you got picked apart a little bit, and then secondly, not enough pressure up front with three. It's clear that Iowa State doesn't have a Will McDonald or even an MJ Anderson or a... Um, um, the, Bailey, the Bailey brothers. Yeah, Jaquan, Jaquan ba- Bailey. <laughs> they, and Peterson's gotten better. Iziagu's gotten better. But Bean was too comfortable back there, and even though obviously he was dropping a a lot of times, you give you give a quarterback and eight five six sec- seconds to throw the ball, he's going to find somebody, and he made some throws. I mean, he made he made a couple, not just the eighty yard one, but he had a couple down the sideline that were right on the mark. And I thought I thought Bean was really good, and so you just tipped your cap to that guy.
0: I was talking to a couple of Kansas writers that pointed out they thought that was the best quarterbacking he had done.
1: Yes. I agree. I, I was, thought he had a really good game. He Iowa State kept him contained in the ground game and stopped a really good uh, offensive attack for Kansas on the ground. But Bean Bean beat him, and uh, sometimes the other guy makes good plays too.
0: I want to talk more about the offense? Thank a couple of our great sponsors, Terraplex Ag. Did you didn't get out there? Did you see me? Did you hear about me flying the drone? I did I did? Did you crash it? I did not crash the drone. Uh, our friends at Terraplex brought out like five six bad drones. It was great on Friday afternoon and all these people came around to watch you them. had a crowd. Oh, we had a great crowd. Awesome. They were showing us how the, so it's like, I didn't really realize how it works. I've seen the tractors that can, in the combines that are GPS and you really don't even have to drive them. So we were flying these drones and you can computer uh, on a, on your phone. You could basically script out where you want it to go. Oh, wow. And, and, and it will spray. So they were spraying water up and down the tree line right at the end of the 1100s in the That's RV crazy. village. It was amazing. The technology behind these things are incredible. If you are a farmer out there, hopefully you had a great harvest. Uh, but these, these are really good guys. Um, and Harlan and uh, Creston is where they're located. If you are looking into getting in the drone business for your farm, remember our friends from TerraPlex. Uh, Matt, the the head guy over there, he's got a RV pass just right over by you, actually. So they're big cyclones. I love like it. That's you're you're supporting great cyclo people. TerraPlex Act. Uh Also, my buddy, oh, man, uh, Kelderman. I didn't Morgan. see Kelderman. Kelderman didn't make it. He oh. he was out on uh, on some business, and then he went created some pleasure after that. But he was at a rock concert. Uh, I think it was with Aaron Lewis, the the oh, like the old stain. Yeah, guy? yeah. Nonetheless, uh, he was watching the Iowa State game in the like backstage at this concert. <sighs> and uh, but that's the type of people we hey, work with here at Cycle. They are diehard clone to the bone. Kelderman Manufacturing down there in Oskaloosa. Laser cutting—that's what we're pushing right now. If you are in the business for any laser cutting, uh, remember our friends at Kelderman Manufacturing. The the offense, I thought, was interesting. For sure. It felt, Brent, watching the game, it felt like very much the September offense early on. You kind of predicted this on Wednesday. You thought Iowa State would elect to shorten this and make it a little bit uglier. The problem was the run game looked very familiar as far as, it, it was not working against Kansas. Yeah. and it, So interestingly, because I thought the same thing. I went back
1: and looked today. Um, you go up a drive-by-drive drive in the first half. Because I, mm-hmm. I think the general consensus from the fan base is that first half offense was way too much like Iowa and Ohio. It felt like it watching. Yes. Um, and, it, and largely the stats bear that out. You look at this though. First drive for Iowa State. First play of the game. Eli Sanders runs for four yards. Acceptable, you know. Um, then Iowa State thought they had the first down, and its review kind of comes in way after the fact and rules Beck short. I'd be really, again, this attitude that disjointedness of the first half. Iowa State just felt off in that first half. I really would like to know if Bex gets that first down. Yeah. Iowa State gets some momentum. Starts because obviously it's a much better offense after it strings together a couple first downs. Mm-hmm. It's pretty clear how that game is different because then you go from all right. Our plan was to run against the 110th ranked run defense in the country. Mm-hmm. We got four yards on our first carry. We got this first down with Rocco. Let's just keep it moving. And then all of a sudden you're fourth and a half yard. And you go well. Better not go for it when we're at the 34 yard line. So you punt. Kansas scores. And it's 7 to nothing, and they're like, all right, well, let's keep it going. Then, first, first play of that next drive, Eli Sanders runs for six yards. Mm-hmm. You'll take that. Mm-hmm. Six-yard runs are good. Um, That's great. It's what you want. Yep. And then you get a first down to Bramer, and then the next first down, you get four yards. So, the first three carries on first down were all, what I would say, positive running plays. Mm-hmm. I could see how you could get lulled into like, okay, well, it's there. You know, yeah. four, six, and four is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then from then on, it just didn't work. Then you started going backwards a little bit until really the end of the first half when Cartavius broke one off on a first down for like 15. And you just got caught in this weird mix of you were having enough success on first down that you didn't want to just completely bail on it. Yep. But you were in caught in the second and third and medium. And then Kansas was able to get pressure. Uh, they were so, able
0: to get pressure and... That Kobe Bryant that we talked about on Wednesday was locked down on Higgins. Exactly. Yeah, it so, really shut that down. That you would feast it on some of these other Big Twelve teams with on. Higgins and could dead not on. do that.
1: And so I, yes, if you in retrospect, should Iowa State have thrown more on first down the first half? I think so. But if you go back, it's like four, six, four yards on your first three first down runs. It's yeah. okay.
0: Yeah. Like so I'll give I give you credit, Brent. Like you kind of pointed out you thought that's what they would do by scouting Kansas and and it and they did and it sometimes because it just doesn't it work. It doesn't work. And yeah. it, and
1: it, it there was there was a lot going on. Yes. Uh Rocko eventually it clearly in the second half Iowa State moved the ball so much better because they did throw it a lot more. And um you know but you look at this game against C-Dub and it's total plays were let's see Iowa State runs 58 and Kansas runs fifty six. I'll give you my. That's a lot like the Ohio and Iowa game. Like you, yeah. Iowa State, I think had the conscious decision, and I understand it. This is a top ten offense in Kansas going into the game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Iowa State wanted to sh- shorten the game, yes,
0: and they probably knew Cooper was going to be out too.
1: Right, right, and so you, if you could run the ball successfully and not even let Kansas have the ball, I Iowa State want. Wanted to Baylor this game just like they did to Baylor last week, and I, this is where I struggle because yes, it did not work, and I would have loved to see Rocco throw the ball more on first down. I think Iowa State could have had success in that first half if that was the case. But you can't look at the Cincinnati and Baylor game and say Iowa State didn't run the ball. They
0: did. Yeah, they did run the ball. And so, what? What? How late is too late when you're when you abandon it? I'll give you my takeaway. I haven't watched it back yet. I, I mm-hmm. think what we learned. And you don't know until you try. But we've really, everybody's praised the offensive line. It's gotten so much better true. since September. I think what we learned is, yeah, while that is still true, they are they are still playing better. They're still not good enough to just go hat on hat and nope. bully a Big 12 team. And the, the approach was different. And we, we, I th- we think we know why the approach was different. And it turned out to be wrong. Wrong. But my hope is that going forward, they they don't have the complacency to think that. Or, or, I, I think what we've learned is that the running game, while it had been better, it had greatly been better because of the threat of the pass. The threat of the pass game. Total. Well. Do you agree with that, or I do? And but I think, I'm an air raid junkie, so like yeah. I'm very biased to. That's just how I view football. And I just
1: think you. It's a fine line of what's your strength, what's the other team weakness. And where do you where do you attack first? The pass pro was off. The pass pro was bad in the first half, which we bad. haven't seen all year. Nope. Rock, and that's the other part is like, man, even if you wanted Rocco to throw for whatever Kansas was doing the first half on on pass defense was really effective. I mean, mm-hmm. they were Rocco was scrambling like heck, and they got it cleaned up. I mean, I think that's what gives me mm-hmm. which 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 I was encouraged by is that half Iowa State offensively made adjustments. I think Iowa State scored on its final four drives of the game.
0: Yeah, uh, they which, did which adjust. It just is, but you, you dug an eighteen you point did. hole,
1: and that's and so it's a it's a fascinating question. It, it, as the staff meets today, they probably go, "Man, we probably wish we would have aired it out a little bit sooner." But but also, Rocco was running; like, he was he had no time. Yeah, I so I don't know. I don't the, know what the answer was there.
0: They they got to learn. Like I would think that if the line isn't going to dominate that rush defense. Yeah. What I mean, I I haven't scouted BYU. I don't know anything about them yet, but like you would think that they're going to go on the road and look a lot more like they did to start the Cincinnati game or the Baylor game, right? Think, and and maybe and The Baylor like, game wasn't even great. I it felt like the team hasn't been great since the bye. They got that win by yeah. double digits at Baylor, but, but they it's, did
1: they scored right away in the first drive. Right. I think people
0: just feel better when you score you're in the right. first drive. Absolutely. When you're not playing from behind the whole time.
1: And that's why I think, you know, you look at Kansas, and I think Iowa State probably was caught in this dilemma of we don't want to get this game in the upper thirties with these guys because they mm-hmm. are not really good on offense. Yeah, so let's shorten the game. Let's run some clock. Let's run the ball. If we can out physical them, which most teams have been able to do up front, then we can just kind of suck the game down like we did with TCU. Well, didn't didn't work. And then you're behind, and now it just gets even more aggravate. When you're behind and you're still running the ball, mm-hmm. people get pissed. Mm-hmm. Just in nature, yeah. Even even well, especially if it's, the clock rules the way they are now, it's yep. so much. And then the other this moves so fast. The other part that is infuriating for people, and I was I was with is is you're in the fourth quarter, and you're you're on the ten yard line, and it's taken a while to get the plays in again. So mm-hmm. it just gave people some of that repeat of the Iowa game. Um, but I you know. It's a learning. I think it's a learning deal of like uh, maybe we're not far enough along mm-hmm. to just beat people up up front yet, and so you'll probably see an adjustment. That's my takeaway uh, for BYU. Yeah, and I, I I understand if Iowa State was going to win that game, I think Iowa State knew it had to run the ball. It couldn't. Uh, I think they probably adjusted maybe a drive or two too late, and uh, so it's, it's a learning experience. I think you're, you'll see a different look against BYU.
0: What do you want to do the? Let's do our Whiffles Hybrids Big Twelve segment, and then I do want to touch on some basketball crossover season is here. Season starts on Monday, yeah. So we'll we I do want to hit on that, and then I also want to play guess the point spreads as well. the The women, by the way, tip off at like eleven a.m. on Monday against Butler, a Big East team. So that you actually like you can't get out of work. Flip on. ESPN Plus, and you'll be able to take that one. It's gonna be a that's not uh, that's not a layup right off the bat.
1: It's a Big E school. Yeah.
0: yeah, I don't I don't think there are many layups for this team. No, I, I think that they it's they're so young, so young. Are they Especially the youngest team in the Big Twelve or in the entire country? Maybe I can't even imagine. I don't know
1: how anybody could be younger. i was yeah. just literally going to play five freshmen a <laughs> lot of minutes. Like five freshmen are going to play. 20 or plus or more minutes. That's crazy.
0: Plant your independence. Plant Wiffles. We uh, love our friends at Wiffles Hybrids. I wore my uh, Wiffles Hybrids uh, Iowa State hat. They gave me around for a little bit on Saturday. Saw that. Uh, We started on Thursday night. Texas Tech beats TCU. Doesn't have a lot of impact on Iowa State either way. The Kansas State-Texas game was exactly what we thought it would be. We thought it would... Although I didn't expect tech or Kansas to get Kansas State to get down like they did, and like passing the ball to come back, so I didn't see it playing out that way. But I think Kansas State's really good. Clearly, probably number two now. Yeah, I mean, God, Oklahoma State. We'll get to that. They yep. beat they beat Oklahoma. What, a, what a win for them! Scoreboard for forever. <laughs> I put out a tweet that there's no way Karma was going to let. Oklahoma win that final battle. Clearly game. not. And then they played um, Taylor Swift in the post game,
1: trolling Oklahoma that her song "We're Never Getting Back Together." <laughs>
0: Seriously, yeah. <laughs> well done. Well, shout out to my my guy Mike Gundy. Yeah, what, a, what I, a deal! I wrongfully buried him. What What would the odds have been when they left Ames? Unbelievable. That this team would be 7-2, and two, tied for first in the Big 12, heading into the second weekend of November. Would never have guessed it. From what incredible. We saw. Just incredible. This Just keep giving the ball to this Ollie Gordon, Mike. That's my tip for you. Which, just keep giving the ball to that guy. So,
1: it makes you wonder, the first four weeks of the season, why didn't they just feature him the whole time? Which I heard why. I guess he was not great in practice. Hmm. Kind of like the Kirk Ferentz school. Oh, not playing hard? Or? No, I just wasn't playing hard in practice. Mm. And so he wanted to kind of fire him up a little bit. And then they realized, well, maybe he's just a gamer and he's been awesome.
0: He's been really good. That was a phenomenal game. I, I left the lots and I made sure to have my butt up in the press box by the time that second half started. Cause I wanted to be able to watch that. And, uh, really, really good stuff. Really, kind of sad to know. Bedlam's one of my favorite. It's always always delivers. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Always one of my favorite games in the college football season, and that that really sucks that that game is gone. So, who does Oklahoma State
1: have left? Because they got a they got an inside track now. Because the tiebreakers, the only lose
0: loss they have is to Iowa State. They are at UCF. Oh wow! Oof, listen to this. At UCF, at Houston, at home against BYU. Holy cow. They're going to play in the Big 12 they championship will. game. Because they got the tiebreaker on OU. They are going to play be, in the Big and, 12 championship and
1: game. And K-State.
0: What a world. Texas, we're telling you right now, it's probably going to be Texas. Texas, Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma State. That, Gundy. Wow. Gundy's a man. UCF. Does Does UCF or Houston have any anything in the tank to beat them? UCF, I think, does. With that quarterback back. Yeah. yeah. He's not bad. That's an ESPN game next week. I I have not looked at the lines yet. We better not because that would be... That's cheating. Yeah, we're about to play, uh, I guess, the point spreads. Okay, so we've already told you what the Big 12... Maybe not a bad idea to go and look at your... I'm, I'm sure Vegas has discovered that. I don't think we just found a fact for you. But your Big 12 championship odds... So I feel Oklahoma State, like they're almost isn't Oklahoma State like the a, no-brainer value play right almost now Almost a lock to make it
1: they got yeah I boy good grief speaking of real quick uh BYU next week BYU is going the wrong way did is Slovis done I don't know all that but they see up. they gave up 350 yards rushing to West Virginia last yeah. week so what do you so back to Iowa State what do you do They're allowing I, Brent, uh, Chris. They're allowing six. They're allowing. Hold okay. on, let me do the math. They're allowing six point one yards per carry to play.
0: Go with what we've seen. Okay. Iowa State wants to play what you call phone booth football. They lose. It's it's been the case. <laughs> Break out of the phone booth. They win. I just I, I this will be interesting
1: to ask Matt this week. They are legitimately not good against the run.
0: BYU. Is he gonna is he is he safe? I don't, I don't know. You can't lose by forty to West Virginia. Do you remember like five years ago or two, three years ago? Wasn't Kalani Sataki yeah. like the number one? They he was, thought he was getting he was Washington. A, he was a high riser for sure.
1: That's that game is interesting on Saturday. We'll talk about more on Wednesday, but that's that therein lies the uh we'll see kind of where Iowa State's at. That that first play of the BYU game private state offensively, my antenna is gonna be up on that one. See what they do.
0: Uh, Elsewhere, Houston beat Baylor in overtime. Quite demoralizing, I feel like, for Baylor. Did you see Dave Aranda's quote after the game? No. He actually used the words broken locker room to describe. Yikes. Which I think what he meant by it was they're really sad. sad. Yeah. But many, I think, rightfully took it. Well, what does that say about the coaching job? you, Dave. You're doing so. Houston gets its first Big 12 win. UCF got its first Big 12 win against Cincinnati. That really doesn't matter. And then, as you noted, West Virginia just takes BYU out behind the woodshed. Forged him. Wasn't even close. 37 to 7 was the final in that one. It really wasn't even that close. That thing was, I think, 27 to nothing. Yeah, and
1: Slovis did not play. Yeah, he so we they couldn't I, then, but they also could not run the ball. They got they got offensive issues and defensive issues there.
0: They only had two hundred seventy seven yards of offense. The stat that would terrify you if you're a BYU fan five yards per pass, Oof. which and, is really bad. Or the three yards per run. The the stat of the day for Iowa State last night though was they gave up twenty yards per pass reception. Now one of them obviously was for eighty. Which skewed it, but man, Leipold's good. He oh, saw hey. the you know what the best play call the whole night was? So Iowa State that, takes Thompson out and they yeah, put Ben Nickel that back pick in. Play? Yes. I thought thing. And day. they went right at him. And it was a
1: like oh my perfectly God. executed by the receiver, too. Yes. You, it, it's funny that we both
0: picked up on that.
1: Borderline pick play. Like it was yeah. right on the line. Oh, it was
0: Freaking but brilliant. Nickel felt
1: Nickel uh, like stumbled enough trying to guy. get to him that it, it didn't look like a pick, but it yeah. definitely was the concept was a pick play.
0: So then the other play that stood out to me, and this is very pro Iowa State, was another phenomenal play called the bubble screen in the second quarter where it was four on one. They had four blockers to T J Tampa. Oh my gosh. I thought TJ the same Tampa thing. fights them off and It's like a two-yard game. They should have had six, really. Yes. Probably if they go to the other side,
1: they get six on it. That was an individual literally stopping a drive himself. That was an incredible play. And I thought, I I would like to get to the bottom. And maybe I'll ask, Miles Purchase didn't start the game. Did did anybody figure that out? What was going on there? Matt
0: mentioned after the game that um, Williams kind of earned the start. Okay. So I don't. Because I asked if there was there disciplinary? Like, did he miss a team meeting? Yeah. And, and I don't believe that was the case. Because I thought
1: Miles played really well when he got put back in He there, did. Right? Yeah, he, yeah. he had a,
0: a couple of huge passes. So, I don't know. I mean, he – I'll say this about Miles' purchase. He has a really hard job playing opposite of TJ Tampa. Yes. You're getting – I mean, it's the same guy, the Kansas and guy I, playing opposite of Kobe Bryant. Like, I, you're getting – Seventy-five percent of the balls, and in that same light, the safeties have a really
1: tough job for Iowa State as well. Yes, because they Kansas uh, knew, hey, we're not winning against two. Yeah. yeah, so let's let's scheme up some safety stuff, and they. So I,
0: they did a really nice job. Whatever it was with their concept, good job, Purchase. Because yeah. he he bounced right yeah, back. I thought he played great in that second half. Played a really great game. And yeah. I and I thirty one Williams too. He's I going to be really good. I think he's going to be fantastic. Yep, yep. Tez is going to be really good. They went right at him too, which anybody would do with a freshman cornerback when they come in. But I I think with him and Thompson both, if you don't don't make a read on their careers based on that game cuz i think both those guys are really talented. Yeah, and i think, you know, i pointed out I, Williams early in the year i said he, who's 31? Yeah. i want to i want stock in that guy.
1: You gosh, you know, with the with the pick 6, the defense gave up 21. Yeah. That's a that's that's a winning game. You're going to you, you expect Kansas to score 21. Yeah. Now, this some of it was frustrating how they got to it. And they did miss two field goals. They did miss two field goals. That's a fact. Yeah, Iowa State did catch some breaks there. It, Correct. That's, yes. Yeah. So it wasn't all. It wasn't all like great defense. Yeah. But interestingly, Chris, uh, yards per play wise, um, Kansas six point two, which was the second most. Obviously, it's allowed all year to Oklahoma six point four, uh, but Iowa State ended up with five point nine, mm. which was its second most of the year. Hmm. Which proper people probably wouldn't have guessed. I that. would not have I would not have yeah, guessed. it that. a low it was a low possession, low yeah. low play game.
0: That was a long game for 2020 oh, 2023, too. And so can we many get rid reviews. of the
1: four minute timeout ESPN? Oh my god. Yeah, this is coming from the guy it, who was making fun of or I wasn't making fun of, but pointing out I saw it was on national television.
0: Brent it is so much more problem. excruciating when you're in the stadium. It's a problem. Like who thinks this is good? See, like me, I'm up there and I have my laptop. I have an iPad. I'm yeah. watching. Well, when you're in the stadium and when you're angry, yeah, and when you got kids and you're yeah. cold, it is excruciating. Those timeouts. My kid. Okay, respect to my kid. Which one are we talking Everett, about here? Everett. Um, little little
1: bloom. Little, yeah, Everett. Yep, he uh, five year old. At some point, he had his mind in the third quarter that he would not be satisfied unless he got Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> like would not. Oh no. Would not take no for an answer. He was tired, and for whatever reason, it was the Sour Patch Kids. And we went to the concession area, and the line. I don't even know if they have Sour Patch Kids at the concession area. So didn't I he get some
0: him. trick or treating? Yes. He wanted more. Yes. So he's like addicted to them now. Yeah. And so we literally, we we left because of sour patch kids. You left the game? I left the
1: game in the in early in the late in the third quarter. But I had it on in the in the camper. So I watched. That's not a terrible place to watch a game. It actually was. It was actually enjoyable cuz again, I like people. I really do. But sometimes when when the fans are angry, yeah, uh, it's an interesting environment sometimes.
0: I wanted to give a shout out to uh, my buddy, our friend, Steve Kemp gave me the names, Lauren Wheeler and Marcus mm. Daniels are the awesome ones people. who organize. Yes. They're really cool people. I didn't know who did it, but they organized the trick or treat deal at the RV lot on Friday night. And what's cool about this, this area. If you're not out there, and I'm sure that everybody's got their own little spots, but it, it's becoming like a community thing where you know like, oh, that's where this person lives and this trick-or-treat deal was awesome. You're walking up and down this and everybody decorated their campers and had lights and like I had a big Ghostbusters Slimer out in front of mine and the kids would get the candy and then half of them were handing out like, shots to the adults
1: so we had we had the westo folks at ours yep and we had the iowa distilling company folks Mm -hmm. who do the iowa state vodka at ours yep and so we had candy for the kids and then they were doing yeah it was awesome
0: uh shots and drinks for the the adults so now i just wanted to make sure and give those folks lauren and marcus a shout out for doing that because it's it's pretty cool and i i said to steve i was like just imagine if Twice as many people do this next year. Like, this could become a really cool tradition. Yeah, it's the tailgate Tegu- that RV lot is one of the best things they've ever well, done. Well,
1: the atmosphere in general. I mean, I there at one point I was struck. I'm walking in the same like, holy cow, this is this is Ames, this is Iowa mm-hmm. State. Like sellout for Kansas. Mm-hmm. Atmosphere was so good, and that's what was ultra frustrating to think about that first half, no doubt. And you can't. It's like you. It's the atmosphere, and it's the what what the game plan is. Part of me is like, gosh, if if Iowa State takes that first drive and takes a couple shots right away and Mm -hmm. and, you know goes up seven to nothing, it might have been a runaway truck with that atmosphere. But instead that weird review with that lack of first down, I really think it it threw off like the whole mojo of that game.
0: Yep, I I don't disagree. I want to touch on hoops really quick and then we will play guess the point spread to Round this thing out. We, we mentioned the women have their opener on Monday at 11. Men play Green Bay, quick scout on them, new coach, Horizon League. They have eight wins in the last two seasons. Ooh. So this is a total rebuild. I think I saw DraftKings had this at a 33-point line. Iowa said it's a 33-point favorite in this one. So we're not going to learn a whole lot, probably. No, but I think you'll learn a lot from – Monday through Sunday because three games in a week. Yeah. They have Lindenwood on Thursday. I've not scouted them yet. And then Idaho State coming up next Sunday. Shout out to John Walters and Eric Heft. The plan is for the Godfather and Mr. Heft to fly in the middle of the night from Salt Lake City. Oh, my gosh. To get back to call the noon tip-off for basketball. The only reason I know this is I'm on standby in case there's plane issues Talk or something. About
1: dedication
0: to the cause. I, I I was thinking to myself earlier that that is just like a badge of honor for Walters and Hefty. You know, oh, you know they're not missing games. They're not. not, yeah, not Held no, those guys are getting their asses back to call basketball. I think if it was me, I'm like, nah, I'm good. Uh, go ahead and let the yeah, B team. We, yeah, put Williams on there. I'm going to put my feet up. I thought it was cool on the charter. Yeah, so that game. I mean, if you think about it. What are they going to get home at 3 a.m.? Oh, no. So it'll be. 5 a.m.? Let's do the math.
1: No, I'm going to do the math here. So game will get over about 1230 Iowa time. Okay. Okay. Let's just be conservative and say one. Okay. Let's do one. Let's do one. It is because I've done this. I've done this whole thing. It is
0: two hours, hour and a half post game. I think they're bringing two flights back. I think coaches are leaving immediately, and team leaves later or something like. I don't know exactly but,
1: how it works, but, but on the radio side, you've got a yeah. bunch of post game responsibilities. Oh, it's brutal. It's, it's it's ninety minutes, and then you got to get to the airport, and then it's probably a two and a half, three hour flight. They're not. Yeah, they're not. They're not rolling into Des Moines until seven, seven thirty. <laughs> well, we love the Godfather. We love Hefty. Somebody bring him a coffee on Sunday, <laughs> would you? Um, so oh, th- I don't think John drinks
0: coffee. Well he should yeah he drink he drinks the big gulps so that's that's the basketball schedule. I'm looking forward to just i love the basketball season opener it's always one of my favorite events of the year because basketball more so than football you 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 don't really know what you're going to get with these with so many newcomers every year and it it will be fun to just finally it, see these new new guys in in uniform interestingly the, this game's at seven. Okay. In the past, Iowa State
1: has moved some of these games to 6.30. It's a 7 o'clock tip. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, so just FYI. Um, and and then the Sunday game is a nooner. But I'm guessing Iowa State's not going to get a whole lot of competition until they go down to to Orlando on Thanksgiving Which Day. Which I'm
0: okay with. I want to see with this young younger team. They're not a young team. They're a younger team. I just want to see his rotations. Totally. I want to see get a lead, you know, put the ball in different guys' hands. That's what I'm looking forward to see. Yep, yep. Watch it develop. You're you're basically, you get a sneak peek into practice. That's how I view these. No question.
1: Uh, And then I, you know, obvious questions that the fan base is going to want to know. Who starts at the five? Yep. Uh, Who ends up being kind of the go-to score? I have have my, I think, I think it's going to be Gilbert and,
0: and Curtis Jones to start. If you had to bet on who will lead the team in scoring right now, I'm gonna
1: what? go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw. Uh, I'm gonna go
0: with Gilbert as the most consistent. Okay, scorer. To be honest, you know more than me. I probably would have leaned Jones. Jones will be the streakiest
1: player. Oh, okay. So think here's One of those here, deals. Okay. Think. I'm uh, again. I'm not comparing these guys. Okay. I'm not not doing comps, but just for the fan base. Uh, Curtis is more of your coucher. He's gonna. You're going to run into a bunch of threes, going to mm-hmm. be streaky at times. And then Gilbert's more of your Brockington. Okay. So physical drive it, get to the rim, get to the free throw line a lot. But where this team is going to be so fun to watch, ah, man, Momchilovich can just fill it up. Mm-hmm. Just a, a complete game changer that Iowa State has not had uh, in a long time. Now, he's going to grow a lot defensively. It's not quite there for him yet. Mm-hmm. But I am excited to see him in Hilton for the first time because I think that guy, his offensive talent is as good as I always say it has seen as a natural scorer. I mean, he, you're going to hear Niang a little bit. He's a little bit different than Niang, but just a guy that has the potential to to come off the bench and right away pour in 20 points. Like he's he's that good. And Would you be the one guy you want to watch the most? I think so. Yeah. I think so because I just. I I, I want to see how it translates, and obviously Omaha has the NBA upside. There's no question he's an NBA player, but you kind of know what he's going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure. Is is Momchilovic, Is he a forward? Is he a wing? Is he a big guard? Like where does he fit in? Where is he going to get his baskets? Because he can do everything. He can shoot it great from three, but he's also really good in the mid post, and so I think you can move him around. You're going to see obviously its offensive creativity. Shout out Nate Schmidt and company. Uh, by moving him around a little bit, he—that's a different toy than they've had.
0: I'd like to see two, just the slipsy jump shot. Yes, yeah, that's we, the other part too. Watch that a little bit in I, action.
1: He's, um, you—I think Taman's not going to get a lot of headlines. He's probably the most valuable player on the team, though.
0: Oh, I was definitely. If you
1: don't have him, things get
0: kind of dicey. Totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree with that. All right, it's Sunday night. What else are we going to do? Guess the point spreads. (laughs) Presented as always by our friends at WebWise. Try WebWise.com. Do not go and spend an outrageous amount of money on your website for your business, your company, none of that. Don't do it. Trust me, you don't have to. I've been burned before. So have I. Because they can get you. They get you. Because most people don't know. How do you design a website? I don't know. Guess the point spread. Uh, Iowa State. Wow. This is crazy. Opened at four and a half. It's already up to seven. What? A touchdown on the road? Everybody's just killing BYU.
1: Well, they saw what I just looked at. If they don't have Slovis... It's a weird place to go, though. So, I again, no false That's terrifying. here. It's
0: a late game in the mountains. I don't know. Just for shits and giggles, Michigan is at Penn State. Do you have an opinion on that? Penn State looked really good last yesterday.
1: Is Connor Stallion going to be there? Uh, no. Did you see? They are paying him off, apparently. He's I needed, resigned. I needed a good chuckle last night after the game. New Mexico State had I on saw its this. video board. It said, welcome, Connor Stallions, <laughs> potentially. Um, I'm going to say Michigan's a three-point favorite. Five. Okay.
0: Texas Tech at Kansas. This is sneaky. I like this, this is, game a lot. This is sneaky. I like this game. Kansas is a six-point favorite. You're on the right track. Three and a half. Yeah. Mm. Play Texas Tech there. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's begging you to take. It K- is. They want you to take Kansas. We're <laughs> hey, on the hey, exact I was, same page. I was there. impressed with Kansas, but Tech, techs? We are on the exact nope. same page. Okay. This is screams letdown. Look out! Crowd's going to be like, oh, okay, it's Tech. Huge road win. Just beat Oklahoma. We don't need to get us up for this one. Tech's pretty good still. What time is that? game? And Tech, um, eleven. Yeah. But Tech also was so banged up and stuff at the beginning of the year. They're probably one of those. Do you think with NIL, I I was talking to somebody in the press box about this, that with all the newcomers in college football now, are these teams just all going to inherently be so much better in November than they were in September now? Could go two ways, though.
1: If NIL can really, if it starts going bad, then you can get way goofed up.
0: Because then it's more of a transactional thing and less about pride. Right, and
1: you lose your your will to play because you're getting paid anyway. But they, Texas Tech appears to me as a team that is starting to figure it out. I would agree. That's inch only three. That's, that's something there.
0: Baylor is at Kansas State. Oh, no. Dave Miranda, man, I'm telling you. 16. 20. Oh, buddy. No good. Oklahoma State... At Central Florida, I'd be nervous if I were them for this road trip. <laughs> <laughs> These, this is wild. Pick them two. Oklahoma State's favored. Yeah, yeah. I, mm. You have to bet on that game right now. I think I think I'm taking UCF. Are you really? Yeah. You're just going contrarian, and I just—they're not playing bad. Well, it's getting bet up. The juice is definitely moving. That'll be at least three. Just, if you wanted to bet on UCF, you wait. Oh, it's already going Oklahoma State's way? Yeah, it's yeah. Good two and a half in a lot of shops. If Plumlee's playing.
1: I think they're a threat. If you to want to play team. Oklahoma
0: State, don't wait. Yeah. Wow. What time's that game? 2.30. 2.30. This is great. 9.15 kick. We can watch all these games. This is Speak, phenomenal.
1: Speaking of, I'll let the, let the folks know. If you want to, if you want to join us for a game watch at Torrent Brewery and Brewing in Ames, we're gonna have a We Will game watch at nine fifteen. Yep, yep. We got some special guests coming by. Um, and Any members, any We Will members can join. So even for $10, you can join us. We're going to have some beer specials. We're going to have Ames Lager at Torrent, which cool. is nice of everybody to get along. Oh, that's nice for Torrent to yep. do that. But so Torrent, uh, awesome people. Dude, they make really good beer. And they got good beer there. So hope I'll be there with uh, my lovely wife and
0: some of our We Will crew. So hope to see you out there at Ames at Torrent Brewing. I don't know if I'll make it. I got too much to do, and it's nine fifteen, and I, I got to do post game. We're gonna be on the air at like two. Well, I don't know. I'm not on the air. I could have a couple <laughs> beers so. if I go to a game. Watch at nine fifteen. I'm not doing post. Well, game. so
1: it's funny you say yeah. that.
0: Just I'm being honest on, with you,
1: the game gets over. That I'm watching the Colorado game last night in the camper, and it gets to halftime, and I said to my wife, "Do you realize next week?" And we're like about both about passed out. Do you realize next week at this time, it's gonna be in the second quarter.
0: Start scheduling Noel, your sleep now. No, Wolf and I were doing that math last night. we were like, hey, when we're signing off, it'll be halftime. Unbelievable. Late game. West Virginia is at Oklahoma. Oh. How much does
1: Oklahoma have in the tank here? That's a that's a 13er. Twelve, well done. Cincinnati at Houston. Boy. Cincinnati or excuse me, Houston's favored by four.
0: Two. Are Cincinnati gonna get on the board ever? Are they gonna go winless? I told you in the summer Satterfield made My no goodness. sense. Goodness. Why do you hire a guy who has no Ohio connections or Texas connections in the Big Twelve? If you're at Cincinnati. And then they went they loaded up in the portal and it is not going well. They were glad he left at Louisville.
1: The crazy here's the problem, CW. If you load up in the portal and it goes bad, then,
0: then you gotta do it again. Yeah. Just interesting. Texas at TCU. Six thirty. Wow. Not impressed by TCU
1: on Thursday. Uh, Texas twelve. Ten.
0: That'll be it. Yep. There is one few games later than Iowa State. What? You've got UC, USC Oregon kicking off at 930. I'm assuming that is on Fox. Holy cow. Interesting. Fresno State at San Jose State kicks off at 930. And we got, this is great. I'll have something to watch while I'm doing postgame. Air Force at Hawaii, 10 o'clock kick. Oh, sickle special. Yes. All right. So people can have I have a nice little uh, Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Go to Bed Bath and Beyond. Bed, Bath, Maybe and the Beyond. Home Depot. <laughs> it's get crazy. Get on out to uh, Torrent with Torun. Yeah, I'll be there hanging out. Good friends of Torrent. Could you imagine Andy and the gang? Some of those old game watches that we used to do at the keg stand <laughs> back when we were in our low thirties when we hosted those things. No. Could you imagine doing one of those at 9.15 on a Saturday night? With craft beer? Holy Matt We would just be... I have to
1: tell So, I w- was over in the Urbandale area last week and um, drove by the Ridgemont. Oh, my God. Remember he at the Ridgemont uh, game I- shows?
0: <sighs> During the Greg McDermott era? During the era? Greg
1: McDermott era.
0: Yeah. That was my first, quote-unquote, break in this market. And people would call in. For those who don't remember... So I I was just starting psych. we were just starting the Cyclone Fanatic thing and they thought that that McDermott team was going to be like a hit. Yeah, well they right? They had guys. It was like Steiger, Steiger yep. Garrett, Garrett like real pros. Really good. Scott. Christop- yeah, Scotty was on that. Team. Yep. <laughs> well they ended up winning like three Big 12 games or yeah. whatever it was. And I was doing a post-game show that went on after the Learfield broadcast. So, I was going on an hour after every game, which is really late for basketball. You're talking, I was going on like 11 o'clock on Tuesday nights sometimes. Right,
1: because they had that 8 o'clock game. Yeah. And we had a couple good
0: nights. Don't say that I was given anything in this business. (laughs) And some of the callers. It was a call-in show. It was. I mean, it was brutal.
1: That was that was that was rough. You,
0: it would have been fun if they were winning, yeah, because it was there and it was at Estas. We went to Estas. We did the Cyclone Fanatic basketball post game show for a really long time. Is that two, one New years? We did it at Wilson years? Toyota for oh, we did it for longer than that. Is it really? Yeah, because no. Tron and I would just you know, we'd be out at Estas at at midnight on a Wednesday doing the show. Tron hosted it with me, remember? Yeah, I
1: do. I do. And I would always then Adam Gray hosted there. it with me for yep. a while. And all the all the all the girls would come into Estos
0: and like, what are you guys doing? Oh, uh, it was why a, are you in our way? Well we're it's like a Saturday night. They're having a Estos. Yeah, it's Estos on a Saturday night. Right, and we, all of a sudden you got these radio guys. guys They're looking at us like who are these John losers? Sellers is just sitting <laughs> over in the corner. God, we had fun. They make tacos there. I don't know. Like I'm, I always, this, these are the type of stories. I have so many stories from these. Do I do one chapter in the book? Just letting it all hang. Like or the do time people, we
1: went to outlaws with Tron.
0: <laughs> yeah, like the, and Tron took his shirt off and his arm wrestling guys in the middle of outlaws. Yeah. Do people yeah, want these stories in I the book or is I, it, I don't think they do. Yeah.
1: All right. They're more concerned about Iowa State's uh, yeah, ability right. to run the
0: ball. <laughs> I'm not going to write about that I either. Going to do some. Hey, uh, good to see Brock Purdy. He didn't stop by the tailgate. Oh, I felt. I'm sorry
1: for you. Well, I felt really bad because some really nice people like came over and thought that he was going to be there because I said he might be there. He obviously had other responsibilities, so he never he never made it over.
0: I had a random. Group of people stopped by mine thinking that Brock Purdy was going to be there too. And I was like, hey, I don't. Yeah. I'm I'm not a part of this. Yeah. Well, I'm a very small. We did have Meat Fest.
1: What was the Festival winning of
0: meats? Oh, they're all winners. All the winners. Brent. Yeah. Our friends at Fairway, we had an 18 pound brisket. What's a normal brisket? 10. Okay. 12. Did you stay up to do it? We started it at like 10 or 11 o'clock on Friday night. And then Coop is the one who really tended to that thing. I told them I will provide the meat. You will cook the meat. I'm sleeping in. Well, yeah, and I, I just, I get really stressed out on Saturdays. I'm sure you probably do to an extent, don't you? Or you don't do that anymore.
1: Do I get, I, a little bit. I feel I'm... I'm exhausted after Saturdays now, almost more so than when in uh, oh, I am too. In the media. It's because there's so much going on, in a good way. Like, you see so many great people. It's very uh,
0: stimulating to your sensories. Yes.
1: yes, and then people start, I mean, it's great. People start showing up at our tailgate at 10 in the morning, and it went, you know, it's it was great, though. It was an awesome day, um, and super, super appreciative of everybody for... Sticking with us, and I, I still think um, plenty, plenty of road ahead for this Iowa State football team.
0: All right, we will be back on Wednesday. This is a title nine week. I, I don't know when they're recording because I don't know if they'll do it with the game on on Monday. But I'm sure that Stephanie and Elisa will have a show. the The one show that's really taken off is the kicking it. M- yeah. Mahoney's getting a ton of great reps. Mahoney, stop by. Uh, yeah, yeah, Set he texted high. me. Yeah. yeah, he's getting great reps. He's Really good. Uh, y'all know Woody. In, in Newell and Newell Con- and Connor with FART. I'm really excited about Nigel Dyson and Dylan Kuhn and this, their new podcast. We're going to do a lot of that, Brent, after men's games. Awesome. So it's kind of a reactionary. These guys really know Iowa State basketball. They're very passionate about basketball. I I I, I think this will be in two, three years a staple on our podcast. Totally with summer. you.
1: I sent the guys a note, said, hey, guys, awesome job for your first show. Good, so, yeah. Pretty, very impressive, although it made me feel really old, maybe because I am, when they start talking about the Hoiberg era, and I was like, oh yeah, back in the, no, they not going, no, Fred was the coach. Those guys,
0: it's so funny, they They don't even know probably who Jake Sullivan is, because they're just so young. Yeah, I, shoot, that's
1: 20, 20 years ago now. <laughs> Good grief.
0: Who's this? Uh, Who's this guy? Is from- Dedrick Willoughby? What are, yeah. They're wearing well, a hat. Who's yeah, this guy? Ah, oh, man. They are honoring Dedrick, I saw, on for Monday the, night. For the Idaho State game. Oh, it's the Idaho State game. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I thought it was the I opener. I don't think it's for the whole year. Oh. No, it's not for the whole year. Yeah, I, I thought it was for the opener. Pretty but. sure it's the Idaho State game. All right. Thanks, Bloom. Thank you, Pat. Appreciate it. Mechdyne, presenting sponsor here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network.